podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Renee's unique business, Fluorescence, explores how flowers act as an emotional connection and looks at ways how this can be preserved. Renee uses ice to preserve the flowers, then captures the unique fingerprint of each bloom by photographing them. In this episode, we understand more about this business and what steps Renee has taken to grow Fluorescence. Hi, Renee. Thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you? Yeah, really well. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm really excited to hear about your business because it's very unique. But before we kick into it, I think let's introduce you and tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) Sydney girl originally. uh, I've moved down to Melbourne about seven years ago and um, I can truly call myself a Melbourneian now. I've got um, no desire to come back to Sydney. Uh, I've picked a side. Yeah, I have. What do you love about (laughs) Melbourne? Uh, I just find it a much easier, um, I guess, pace of life and, yeah. and um, it's very much easier to get around. Um, I like the stimulus of, of things down here. Um, it feels perhaps a little bit artier than, than Sydney. Um, but, of course, the trade-off is always the weather. And, mm. um, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I definitely um, yeah, enjoy living in Melbourne now. Um, I am a marketer by trade, um, so I spent a, a lot of um a lot of my sort of 15-plus year career um, working for some of Australia's most well-known and loved brands um, uh, before obviously uh, making the, this move into uh, my art, which I'll, I'll talk you through. Um, and I'm also a really keen traveller. Uh, I'm usually planning a trip if I'm not on one, and um, I've visited sort of over 75 countries um, and counting. So um, that definitely inspires me, um, you know, when you're working and you're in the thick of, of work is um, always planning what that next trip might be. Yeah, I'm sure. So mm. what was the trigger for starting your own business? Um, it's something I've toyed around with for a very long time and I've always known that I'd wanted to, to work for myself doing something creative, but I think I've always had this... Um, bit of a, a push pull between being creative and um, doing something that was a little more stable. Um, and to be honest, I, it took me a really long time to be brave enough to take the step to, to back myself doing something creative. Um, so it was one of the, the triggers came about uh, around. Yes, seven and a half years ago, so right before I came to Melbourne um, and and my dad had passed away and, as happens um, sometimes with big life changes, it had me reconsidering things in my life and and I decided to quit my marketing job um, and uh, do an interior design um, degree at at university, so I actually went back to study. Um, And that was my my first... um, I guess uh, the first time I'd sort of listened to that creative side of myself in a really long time um, and and it evolved from there and, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of culminated in, in this business now. So tell us about the business because, as I said, it's very unique. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I, I create um, artwork out of freezing um, flowers into large blocks of ice. Um, it came about... I guess with a lot of ideas it comes back because you were looking for something for yourself and that's definitely true in my case. Um, I was looking for some artwork for my walls that represented um, that the flowers that represented a couple of countries that I'd lived in. So um, I was after some bougainvilleas to represent Greece and I was after um, orchids that rec- uh, 
sorry, the orchids uh, that represented Singapore. Um, but I couldn't find anything that wasn't just generic flowers on the wall. And so it got me onto this idea of um, how do I preserve the memory of my time there? Um, and that's where ice came into it because it is a natural preservation tool. And so I started playing around with that um, and was, was surprised by the results that I was getting. And so while well, I started with some pretty small um, boxes just in the little um, freezer I had, you know, on my fridge. That's what um, I was going to ask. Did you start <laughs> with small containers in your freezer? <laughs> yes, that was definitely the starting point. Yeah. Um, and then it grew to the purchase of much larger freezers. Um, oh, my gosh. And yeah, and has grown from there. So uh, it, it started out just, you know, by me wanting something beautiful for my own walls and then it, it just expanded because I understood that there's a lot more to preserving the memories um, uh, and, you know, people have a lot of memories that they um, attach through flowers, whether it be to a time or a place or a person. Yeah. And so that's, that's how it's sort of grown. So you're photographing the flower mm-hmm. in ice. Correct, yeah. Right. Wow. So, oh my gosh. So you started off in the freezer at home and then at what mm-hmm. point did you think, actually, I'm going to turn this into a business and I need big freezers now? Uh, it was probably about six months in. Um, you know, I think uh, while you might think you're onto a good thing, a lot of people can feel that way with their businesses and it's not actually commercially viable. And so um, I was talking to a lot of people, showing them my work and, uh, and seeking their opinion and, um, and I was always getting very positive feedback and it wasn't just from mum, you know, <laughs> going, <laughs> great job, darling. Um, this was from people who have, you know, really keen business eyes or creative eyes that were um, saying to me, like, I've never seen anything like this. And when you hear that, that's, that's actually quite motivating um, in itself because uh, it's hard to come up with an original idea and, um, you know, we're we're definitely in an age where ideas get copied, um, you know, very quickly but um, to to hear that and have the feedback that it was also then beautiful and I would ask the question, would you put this on your wall? Um, And and overwhelmingly I found that... um, people, uh, I don't want to generalise in genders, but it is true that predominantly women were saying, I would definitely have that on my wall, <laughs> um, that it just um, it, it gave me the confidence, I guess, to, to keep going and um, start putting a business plan in place around it of, okay, well, how will I start growing awareness around this idea for myself? Where do you sell the pieces of art so I sell predominantly to interior designers and specifiers. Um, so they are my number one target audience. Um, I obviously also sell through my own website. Um, and very slowly I'm beginning to open that up to some other um, design-led businesses. Um, for example, the designery, um, we're currently working at putting some of my pieces into one of their projects and, and onto their um, 
their website. So it's um, I've, I've actually been quite cautious in not opening it up too wide. Um, I want this to be um, design-led first. Yes. Um, and so for that reason, um, interior designers have predominantly been my clients. Yeah. Um, but more recently I did do um, a show at the other art fair um, and that has obviously the general public being able to come through and purchase the art. Um, and that was the first time I've done something like that that's not trade-specific. And, um, and that was also great to, to be able to get feedback directly from, from consumers. Yeah. But uh, I think because I understand that artwork is such a personal thing that someone puts on their walls, I find it a little easier to have someone specify it for a client yeah. than to try and sell it direct to you know, someone. It's really interesting because we worked with an interior designer for our place when we moved into our newest place and it was it was brand new, so it was quite a blank slate. And mm-hmm. I, I personally get overwhelmed. Like I know what I like, but if I'm going to a shop, my head just spins. So I worked with a an interior designer the one sticking point that we just, oh, my gosh, we found so difficult was the art. It took us yeah. so long to decide because my husband and I have different tastes in art and mm. we just couldn't, like, not that we fought or anything, but it was like just trying to find a piece of art that we both liked was really mm-hmm. hard, really yeah. hard. And in the end, I, I said to the interior designer, can you just choose it for us because you, you're just going to know what looks good. And I... Yep. <laughs> business coaching session in my office and I walked out and there was this huge piece of art across the wall and what it actually was was wallpaper but the art was on the wallpaper because it's a massive massive space on the wall and it was incredible we would never have been probably would have never chosen it but we both really like it and and that's the the key is when you have an expert like that being able to make those decisions to help you um, it, it does sort of, um, it's very daunting, you yeah. know, um, choosing something that um, you know is going to be in your home for quite a number of years, if not for life. Um, yeah, it definitely helps being able to have a, a professional to guide you through that. Agree. Mm. How long does it take you from start to finish creating one piece of art? Um, it obviously depends on the size of the block. Yeah. But, um, you know, on, on average, uh, we'll talk you through it, I guess, in day by day. Um, so obviously I, I need to choose the flowers and arrange them. Um, that, that in itself um, and just to, to put the water into freeze will, will be a, a whole day. Um, some of the blocks will take up to seven days to fully freeze through. Wow. Uh, and, um, and I sort of check on them as my little babies and just make sure that they're behaving um, as they should through the, the freezing process um, because, you know, things can come loose and um, and I certainly don't want um, dust particles or um, occasionally I've had um, little critters that sort of um, are in the flowers, you know, not realise that they're about to be frozen and they, they sort of jump out and... Um, and that sort of thing. So, um, air bubbles. Do you have problems with air bubbles in some of them? No, I love air bubbles. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you play with those. Yeah. I do. Um, love might be an overstatement. They're sort of my friend and my foe um, because uh, sometimes you know you can't always control. Well, you definitely can't control um, the bubbles. You can do things to try and manipulate them a little bit. Um, but I've definitely had to throw out more blocks um, through experimenting than I've actually ended up shooting right. because um, it just doesn't freeze very well 
Um, and so yeah, there's been a lot of experimentation that's gone into it. But definitely bubbles are great because, for me, that's what provides um, even more of that visual interest. Yeah. And um, when cracks form, I absolutely love that. That's, mm. you know, that's fantastic for me. <laughs> Perfection in the imperfect. Exactly. Talk, talk me through the block. So do you fill the block half with water and half freeze that before you lay the flowers in there? No, I don't. Um, I, it's a little bit of my special sauce secret um, oh, okay. about exactly how I go about doing it. But, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I've definitely experimented doing um, the method that you spoke about. Yeah. And it works some of the time, but not 100% of the time. Oh, okay. Well, the flowers, though, are in the middle of the ice. Like, they're not just at the bottom of the ice, are they? No, they're in the no. middle. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes I let them poke out. Um, uh-huh. you know, th- through the top, so um, they'll be in focus as a flower only um, yeah. while the rest is in ice. Wow. Um, and that can look really interesting as well. It's just that some flowers behave um, very differently to others, um, especially those that have a very um, thin petal like poppies. Um, I don't have a great relationship with poppies. I <laughs> just don't. <laughs> I just don't seem to be able to get them to freeze very well um, without them sort of disintegrating and going murky. And it's the it's the one flower I haven't quite mastered yet. I think I've, as the many, many, many I've shot, I, I have one that I think is reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so uh, as I said, a lot of experimentation has gone on. But, um, yeah, sometimes I'll leave them fully, fully submerged. Other times I'll leave them poking out a bit um, and you know, just try to capture that very quickly because, you know, once they're re-exposed to the air, they can go brown very quickly and and so you're working against the clock there. Yeah. Mm. How have you created the relationships with the interior designers? So I've chosen uh, to do a lot of trade shows. Um, That's been my method. Um, I have um, had exhibitions at Decor and Design um, as well as Life in Style, Sydney and Melbourne. Um, I mentioned the other art fair as well recently. So I've chosen trade shows as my means of getting in front of interior designers because I know of um, they sort of come en masse yeah. um, as opposed to any other model. Um, but it's, it's an interesting question because I'm toying around with that at the moment to say, okay, is, is this still actually the right uh, way for me to proceed mm. because it's all about growing my database and I feel that once I've exhibited it at um, these shows and I have them on a database, do I actually need to go back to that same show a second time? Or? Probably not. Uh, have you thought about going overseas and exhibiting over there? I have, I have. Um, that would definitely be worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just about choosing the right show actually and yeah. I'm not quite sure which one that is at the moment mm. and so I'm, I'm toying around so with some. Um, yes, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, <laughs> it's on the list. Yes. Um, and potentially um, also in the UK, um, the, you know, the UK has a strong affinity with florals and so I think that would also work quite well in that market. Mm. Mm. Incredible. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what you could do? You could go back to those past um, expos or trade shows that you've exhibited at and actually just go as trade rather than having your own um, exhibition and just network while you're there. 
Yeah, exactly. It's um, mm. For me, it's about making sure that um, I'm still top of mind for those contacts that I do have because especially when you're working and you're in the thick of working on a project, I mean, interior designers are, are thinking about specifying, you know, tiles and paint colours and, yeah. you know, a million and one different things that they need to specify. And as you said, art can be the hardest and, as I found, it's often the last thing that's It is. Visited. It was um, our last yeah, you, yes. you do need to keep top of mind yeah. to say, I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, can I help you with a project? So, um, it's uh, yeah, it's now that I feel like I've actually got quite a robust list um, yes. in Australia, um, it's about staying top of mind with those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, perhaps, and I'm, I'm not sure on this, but is there a role for something like Instagram um, advertising um, as a supplement to, yeah. to what I'm doing. I wouldn't worry about running ads on Instagram, but I would definitely be using Instagram to market, definitely, mm. and, and tapping okay. into interior designers. But also Pinterest. I'm sure you're already yeah. using that. Yeah. So is there a reason why you say not to advertise as opposed to just use Instagram? Because if, if you're using Instagram correctly, there's no need to advertise and you can just end okay. up burning, burning through money. So if, if yeah. you're using Instagram correctly, it would be that you're using um, the right locations, the right hashtags, interacting mm-hmm. with the right audience Um and then both on your feed and their feed. And, and mm. in that case then you pretty much can get the reach and exposure that you want. But mm. Pinterest is super good because all interior designers are pinning everything for their mood boards mm. and inspiration. And so you definitely have to be pinning everything on Pinterest, mm. definitely. Good. Good that would be a really, really big business driver for you. Yeah, no, I have to be honest. While I use Pinterest almost daily, it didn't occur to me um, to put my own work on there. So what you would do is you'd pin it from your website and then every time you pin it, you would write a description of what an interior designer might be searching in Pinterest to find you and then you would always then write your URL after it. So let's say, for example, um, they're searching for a blue textured piece of artwork. I don't know, I'm just making that up. And you know that that's what uh, the interior designers are searching for, then that's how you would write the descriptor. But then Mm -hmm. you always write your URL after it just so that they know Mm -hmm. it's from you. So even though it's pinned from your website, it's good just to write your, your, um, your URL as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I've got some homework. Yes. You know, it's interesting because I've, I've got a second business called Sticky Studio and we specialise in um, branding guidelines and logos and websites and lots, lots of visual and marketing collateral pieces and, mm-hmm. and that's that's what we do. We, we pin everything and it's interesting how much business Pinterest brings because someone might, um, might go on Pinterest and go, um, oh, for example, naturopath branding or photography website, you know, we've got all those just descriptions and pin to the work mm. so so people just flow through there that way right okay yes yeah. so if you've got a visual business pinterest works so it works for like fashion definitely for interior design photography yeah. branding all those mm. kind of businesses mm. okay let yeah. me look into this as soon as we're off the <laughs> I shouldn't speak too much. I'll have you so busy. Everyone that I coach, they go, oh, my gosh, I've got so many things I can do. I said, no, That's I know. But every time you get half an hour, you can sit down and just chip away at it. <laughs> so how, one question I must ask is how do you manage your time? 
Uh, look, some days really well and other days not so well. Yeah. Um, I am a compulsive list maker and I definitely think that that helps me. Um, I, yeah, I, I sort of start the day um, with a long list, but my general rule is, um, and my partner and I do this when we get into bed or I'll do this with my best friend over the phone sometimes, I'll say, what are the three things you achieved today? And, um, and it doesn't need to be, you know, some gigantic task and mastered, mm. you know, but just to be able to finish the day going, I, I did three really key things that I'm, I'm happy that I managed to do, um, not just with business, it could be in life, that's yeah. my measure of today. So, um, you know, it could be um, like right now I'm, I'm doing an um, F45 challenge, so um, meal prepping, you know, for the week is really big for me. Um, that could be a little big achievement for the day. Um, you know, uploading my first pin to Pinterest might be the second, etc., etc. So it's just yeah. about finding three things I can go to bed and go, yeah, I actually, I won at life today. Yeah, by, by I love that. Yeah. That's good. Um, because sometimes I like you're that. winning at life and other times you're losing at life. Oh, I know. And doesn't it come in swings and roundabouts? It's all happening or it's always a really, everything goes wrong in one day. Yeah, exactly right. It does. But, um, yeah, just stick to the, you know, the power of three, mm. um, three great things that you can um, tick off your day. And, um, and I just find it puts my mind at ease to be able to fall asleep. Yeah, love it. Love it. So, Renee, where can everyone find your work? Uh, so on my website, uh, which is fluorescence.com.au, um, is probably the, the main way that um, they can get in touch with me. Um, and um, obviously with um, interior designers and specifiers, um, I have um, a, a sample book that I loan out so they can show with clients because it is always nice to see these things um, you know, in the flesh and be able to see the colours as they truly are. Um, so they're probably the, the two key ways is either speak to your uh, interior designer if you're thinking about hiring one um, or get in touch with me directly and I can... Um, Great. Renee, thanks so much for joining us here today. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.